Welcome to the Agency Profit Podcast, a show dedicated to going deep space on agency operations, which is just as nerdy as it sounds. I'm your host, Marcel Petipoff. I'm the CEO of Parakeeto, a firm that helps digital and creative agencies measure and improve their profitability. Join me as I interview some of the smartest thought leaders and agency owners in our space and go deep into operations, metrics, and all the other things you need to get right so you can spend less time worrying about operations and more time executing on your vision. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Agency Profit Podcast. I always start the show by saying I'm extremely excited today to introduce you to our next guest, but this is the first time actually in the podcast history that we are having a repeat guest on the show, and it's for good reason. The person we have joining us today is truly one of the smartest minds that I know in the agency space. He's built an incredibly successful business himself, and now he's coaching other folks on how to replicate that success, and he's truly one of the best educators I know in this space, and so I'm extremely excited to welcome back to the show the founder of one of Canada's fastest-growing digital agencies powered by Search, and he's also the founder of Million Dollar Agency and a professor at the Seneca College School of Marketing, Dev Basu. Dev, welcome back to the show, man. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. B, how am I supposed to live up to that intro? <laughs> you just you just answer the questions, and I'm sure everyone will agree with my analysis. Um, so, Dev, I've given everyone a little bit of a taste of your background and you know where you come from, but uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your backstory, building Powered by Search, and kind of what you've built that business to today? Yeah, for sure. So, Powered by Search was my second agency that I built up. Um, back in 2006, which seems like a lifetime ago, uh, I was working for Microsoft and uh, learned a bit about digital marketing over there uh, and went on to build an agency for uh, a Yellow Pages group affiliate. And so I was about 19 or 20 when I'd learned a lot about selling to uh, lots of national franchise businesses and typically the types of businesses that, you know, might, you know, if you remember what the Yellow Pages even is, frankly. Um, and then built that while I was in, in school up to a couple million dollars in run rate. And then when uh, my business degree at uh, University of Toronto basically finished, I said, hey, why not just uh, why not try out this entrepreneur thing for six months and see if it works? If it doesn't, I can always go back and try something else. And so I kind of invested in my own uh, entrepreneurial MBA and jumped in at that point. I think it was about 19 or 20 years old. And so it started Powered by Search in 2009. Um, we were... You know, one person in month one, two, pe- two people in month two, three by month three. And uh, that first year was a real whirlwind. Like, I think we ended up uh, closing the first year out at just shy of a half a million dollars. And then it, did, it kept doubling from over there ever since. And primarily what we did was we worked on uh, customer acquisition using SEO and, and PPC, uh, starting with local businesses and then moving into national companies and franchise companies as well. And then we made a switch uh, later on to working exclusively with B2B software companies. And that's what we do today. Uh, company today is, uh, does exceptionally well. It's, uh, it's uh, a primary business for me, but I'm wanted and not needed in the business. And what we do is we help um, software companies who aren't growing fast enough. Um, multi-million dollar run rate, profitable since day one. Uh, it's enabled me to have an exceptional lifestyle and have a lot of fun while doing it and helping more people um, as well along that that journey. 
Amazing. So what, what we're going to dive into today is something that I absolutely love. It's something that you do with your clients and you've been kind enough to kind of bring this framework public and bring it onto the show today. And it's an agency audit. And this is something that if you're listening, check the show notes. There's actually a worksheet that you can go download and you can go through this audit with us live here on the show as we go through it. But this is one of the many ways that you have of identifying where the highest return on investment opportunities are for your clients and really helping them focus on the right things are going to move the needle for them. So before we dive into that, and while I give everyone a chance to go find that worksheet and get situated, you know, why is this process of auditing the agency so important? And what is it about this audit that you think sets it apart and makes it particularly valuable? Yeah, great question. Uh, if you don't know where you are, and you know where you want to go, there's, it's very hard to be able to get there. And so if you don't know what's broken, you don't know what to fix. And uh, primarily, I think one of the key things that's difficult or broken about the traditional way that coaching is done as well is um, a guru mindset, which is usually like, hey, you know, I took my agency to XYZ level, and you should do exactly as I did to be able to get there. Um, one of the things that you know, you you don't realize about that is something called survivorship bias, which is just that, you know, there's a combination of luck, along with timing, along with some good business sense that usually gets to success. Uh, but it's very hard to replicate somebody else's playbook and follow the exact same steps that they did. Um, we followed that with our early coaches and we made some bad decisions, frankly. Um, and as a result of that, I think we put together the audit to essentially take a framework that you can apply to any agency, but it doesn't have to be the same things that we did with ours at, at Powered by Search specifically. Um, the second thing that's important about the audit is... Uh, it's a self-assessment. So you, 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 know, you can lie to everybody but yourself about the state of your business. Um, and the third thing is we wanted to make it as accessible and easy as possible. So it'll only take you about 15 minutes to actually go through. Um, if you actually pay attention and focus during that time, turn your phone off, turn off those notifications and just kind of either print it out or um, you know, we have it up as a Google Doc so you can fill it out online as well. And it's a series of nine questions that are very specifically worded to uncover both profit centers in your business as well as cost centers and things that you can then um, fine tune because each one of these things are, are revenue accelerators uh, that help you grow your agency as well. So that's why we put it together. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to dive in with with you today on this. And I just want to double click on a point that you made earlier, which is something that I find myself saying more and more often as I spend more time, you know, mentoring young entrepreneurs. And it's that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the early days, get caught up in the what and the how. And they mm -hmm. think that that's the thing that's difficult about entrepreneurship. But you mentioned it earlier. So much of it actually comes into the sequencing. It's not so much about the how to figure something out. That information in this day and age is usually pretty easy to get access to. You can make a phone call. You could Google search something. And it's not the most critical thing. But the sequencing and knowing what to focus on and when to focus on it is critical. And going through exercises like this is what helps you uncover what is the next logical step, what is the next place where we need to spend some time. So with all of that, if you're, you know, feeling stuck in your agency, or maybe you're not, and you just want to grow faster, you just want to get some clarity on where the opportunities are, we're going to dive into this audit. So the audit is broken down into three key buckets. What are those key buckets, Dev, and walk us through kind of how we get started here. Yeah, so the audit is geared for a very specific purpose. It's help. It's going to help you find ways to make your first million dollars uh, annual recurring revenue or uh, annual revenue in your business, or it's going to help you find your next million dollars. And the way that we broke it down is this. If you, if you want to think about growth in your agency, 
there are three things you need to do well. You need to have a way to attract um, the right kinds of leads and then turn them into clients. You need to have a way for converting them using a sales process that actually works, that uh, has outputs like the right kind of pricing, the right kind of uh, time frame that you work with uh, with them, and a process that actually gets from you know just having a conversation to turning them into a client. And then the third thing is delivery, and uh, that is basically where you need to look at the way that you have either productized your IP and created a, a process for delivering results, a way for delegating and leveraging the talent that you actually have as well, and then a way for systemizing wins. I mean, if you think about every agency's got clients that they're, they have slam dunk results for, and then ones that are absolute horror shows. So if you think about that, that just means there's a lot of volatility in the business, meaning that you don't know if the next client coming through the door is going to be a slam dunk or it's going to be somebody who, um, who fr frankly, like crashes and burns and quits before the three month mark. And so you need a process for systemizing wins. And so uh, we just kind of go through the way that you attract, the way that you convert and the way that you deliver. Uh, do those three things right. And then that sets up the next stage, which is the ability to scale. But, you know, we want to walk before we run. This is exactly how we kind of measure uh, the way you market, sell and deliver. Awesome. So take us through the first uh, step in the audit. Yeah. So the, the thing that we're trying to go for is uh, understanding how well uh, you can scale. And it always starts with the attract portion, because if you don't have any leads, uh, no one in your pipeline, then are, there are no clients to sell or do delivery work for. Um, so the first thing we look for is uh, is narrowing your niche or your niche, if you happen to be American. Um, what we want to focus on in the question over here is how narrowly focuses your positioning where you are seen as a specialist agency solving a specific problem for a specific kind of client. So all of those things together create this narrow sense of positioning. Um, I'll draw an example for, for us at Powered by Search and how we think about this. Um, you know, we would position ourselves in close to the nine or 10 mark. Um, there's always room for improvement, but we only solve a specific type of problem, which is a, an inability to hit your trial or demo pipeline target. Who we do it for is growth stage B2B SaaS companies, software as a service companies. And we're known for that as well. So our positioning is very specific. It's uh, visibly demonstrable. It's on the website. It's on our social profiles. All of the content that we publish is based around that. Uh, all of the the conferences that I speak at are also SaaS conferences as well. They're not other kinds of conferences. So that would be somebody who'd be like relatively well positioned and niche down uh, in terms of having a narrow niche, meaning we don't take on clients who are outside of this particular market that we serve. On the flip side of it, you'd have if you are working with really any client that'll come through the door. So you don't have a specific who you do your, your what for. Um, the second is that you solve a wide range of problems rather than a specific one. So if the client says, can you help me with X? And you say, yeah, we can. And uh, even though you haven't figured out how yet, uh, that would be an example of when your, your positioning is quite broad. One of the litmus tests that you might have um, a score that is in the red zone is when if you think about whatever it is that you do, web design, SEO, PPC, content, whatever it might be in the digital realm, if you were to take your website and your main competitor's website, the one that you lose all the deals to, and you simply swap the logos, would your clients even know the difference when they go on the website? If the answer is no, they don't, wouldn't know the difference because on the tin, it, it all seems the same, then you're definitely in the red zone. 
if you have a specific uh, niche that you're doing great work in, uh, but at the same time, you're not seen as a specialist agency and you solve many too many different kinds of problems for the client, you might be in the yellow. But if you're in the green, then you're, you're narrowly focused, you're specialist, and you only solve a few problems really well. Hmm. Now, we're starting off on um, a point that at times can be controver controversial. And I know for mm -hmm. a lot of agency owners, there's a lot of friction here of like, well, if we go narrower, then we're going to leave money on the table. And right. And it's this vicious cycle. It's this chicken and egg game, as you and I know of like, well, to market more efficiently, we have to be more specific and to be more specific. We have to not work with certain people and back and mm -hmm. forth and so on. But why is this so critical? And why is this such a fundamental piece of building a scalable agency? Yeah, so a, a few things, and you're absolutely right. The main worry that most agency owners have is, will this pigeonhole me? Mm -hmm. What will happen if I say no to all this other work that's going to come in? Um, here's what ends up happening. You can have two types of positioning. Vertical positioning, meaning like you work for the specific industry, lawyers, dentists, pharma, whatever, uh, or horizontal. And that could be like you're the marketing agency that is for millennials, let's say. Both kind of positionings work. It works the best when you happen have both horizontal and vertical focus. So for example, we chose to go vertical on SaaS and horizontal on demand generation specifically. Um, you could do other things for SaaS, obviously. You could be the podcast agency for SaaS companies. Um, you know, one of my, uh, my friends runs a company called Lemon Pie, and they do that exactly for technology companies. They help them launch podcasts. Um, the, the flip side of it is, when you get a single client, that client does not lead to the next client because the types of referrals that they have, the networks that they actually spend time in are not with the same types of people. And you, you don't get the ability to build on expertise that compounds. Uh, you solve you know, one problem uh, or 50 different problems one time as opposed to one problem 50 times. And so that's it's that old adage of, you know, do you want to be a, an inch wide and a mile deep, or would you rather be, uh, you know, an inch, uh, a, a mile deep and an inch wide, right? And so it's a trade-off for sure, but it's important mm -hmm. because what it does is it creates more defensibility in your agency as well. Uh, one of the key concerns that I uh, hear a lot of agency owners have is they think that, um, you know, there are people, for example, they're always worried about how long they can hang on to their people and retention internally is actually a big challenge. A lot of the time, the people that they end up having uh, retain a lot of the knowledge about the processes. So it's tribal knowledge as opposed to uh, knowledge that is publicly known and published uh, and has standard operating procedures around it as well. So if you solve the same types of problems for many different kinds of, uh, uh, of businesses, then it's very hard to build that body of knowledge about the specific way you solve a, a specific problem for a different kind of client. Um, and that's really why narrowing the niche often is one of the things that yields such a big dividend. And it seems scary. Remember, one of the things is we, you know, we, we weren't always focused on SaaS companies. So we made the change relatively late in the game. We had a lot riding on the line for ourselves. But what we found is that as soon as we changed the, the public positioning um, on our website and our content and so on, um, you know, I, I don't mean to get woo on you at all, but maybe it was a law of attraction in some ways where just the fact that the community, the clients, the, uh, uh, the marketing itself was so much more focused, it led to this extreme um, 
increase in our sales qualified leads were coming in and more and more it compounds over time. It's easier to go up market as well. If you want to do that, where you want to maybe start with, uh, maybe you're working with small businesses right now and you want to move mid market or enterprise, you can do that because everything you do compounds on itself. Hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it, I, I'm going to double click on the operation side of this, of course, which is like, everything gets easier from an operations perspective yeah. in terms of limiting edge cases, standardizing processes, scaling the team, yeah. scaling, you know, protecting scope, protecting profitability. So yeah, there's a lot of reasons why this is super important. All right. So that's number one is under attract. We have narrow your niche. Let's move on to the next step. Yeah. The second one is about build authority. And, um, the question is how easy is it for your clients to simply quickly and easily understand and accept why your agency is the best in the market to solve their problems. Um, and when you have that amazing credibility, everything gets easier. And so the question really is around, what have you put in place to build that authority over time to be omnipresent in the minds of your ideal clients? Awesome. And for more on this kind of concept, we have a great interview with David C. Baker, who wrote, yeah. literally wrote the book on expertise, uh, refer to that uh, on the show. And so moving on to the next step, we've talked about under attract, narrowing your niche, right? And if you're listening to this, you're scoring yourself from one to 10 in each of these areas, building your authority. So how are you perceived as an authority for that particular niche? And the third one is it's Phil Funnel. And so Phil. on Phil Funnel, the, the question really is, how successful is your marketing strategy to generate inbound leads from ideal clients and have them keen to engage in a dialogue with you? So the problem that most agencies have is that they simply don't have enough leads at all. And the leads that they do get, the high quality ones tend to be referrals. And so it's this weird dichotomy between uh, them not doing their own marketing and sales to be able to bring in high quality leads Often when they do get leads, they're not the highest quality. And so they tend to really love referrals. We do too. There's nothing wrong with referrals. The problem is you can't snap your fingers and just have them generate overnight. Uh, we've got some systems for that in, in the in million dollar agency called Referral Getter, a way for pre-negotiating referrals, referrals actually with clients. Um, so one of the things that we do, for example, is every client coming on board, um, we pre-negotiate referrals from them um, if certain milestones basically end up happening. So we know that they're happy, they're seeing results, they like the results and the relationship. And then there's a trigger that we actually have to get referrals. But filling funnel is really the ability to be able to at will get a high quality prospect to know you, like you, and trust you in terms of the, the work that your agency does, raise their hand, and then actually uh, become part of your sales process. That means not just filling out a form or calling you, but willing to show up on time, willing to let you lead in the sales process, and then um, for them to actually have a conversation where they know what they want, they know when they want it, and that they want you to be able to help them with it as well. Awesome. So that is Phil Funnel. I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time talking about yeah. why that's important. Everyone pretty much agrees on that. So that's uh, area number one. Under attract, we have how good are you at, you know, how, how, or how good of a job have you done of narrowing your niche, building your authority, and then creating systems that fill your funnel. So once we've tackled the attract section, then we move on to convert. Tell us a little bit about that next section. So now let's move on to convert and let's talk about that a little bit. So the, the first step in convert is actually auditioning prospects. And this is a, a contrarian way to think about um, how to engage with a potential client. So the average agency has a contact us button on their site. 
They've got a little form which asks nothing. It, there's, there's no real direction other than tell us what you want to think. And there's a send button. And so if you think about what comes in through that contact form, it's every type of potential request that you can get, right? Um, and you don't know enough about the prospect, if they're a fit, what budgets they have. Very few prospects will come to you with a full-fledged brief that they'll give you. Um, instead, it's usually a, a couple of sentences. Uh, you don't really have an idea of uh, who the prospect is. You hop on a phone call, and what happens typically is in the first 30 seconds, the prospect has taken the driver's seat, and now they're showing you, um, or they're asking you about questions like, how big is your team? How much revenue you guys make? Who do you work with? What kinds of services do you provide? So it's an interrogation session about you and your agency. And then they're doing that and taking some notes, and they're gonna probably talk to another three to five agencies. Um, so what ends up happening is you spend 45 minutes on the call, and at the end of the call, you've learned very little about them um, and whether they're a good fit and whether you, you're even uh, able to help them. They've learned a lot about you, but that fact-finding mission could easily have been done if you put more content on the website. So what we want to do is flip this. It's a little bit like uh, if you think about American Idol or any one of those uh, shows where there's a, a judge and some contestants, usually the agency is a contestant where the prospect becomes a judge. What we want to do is flip that role, and we want to audition our prospects instead. And so the question is, how compelling and repeatable is your sales process to move your client from, I don't know who you are, to we can't afford not to work with you? That's the transformation that you really want, where instead of having a loose process around conversion, you have a really locked-in process that is your way of inviting and enrolling new clients on board. Awesome. Now, for those of you that are listening, that that, that sounds absolutely ludicrous to you. And I know that there's some of you that are sitting like, thinking, like what, what the hell are you talking about? Like, how is it that I'm going to get a client to be willing to jump through all those hoops when I can barely get them on a call today? Mm -hmm. And it, this all comes back to the attract side. If we've done a good job of positioning ourselves, building expertise and having way more business that we have access to than we need, then we have the leverage to be able to actually start taking control of the sales process. And it's not only in your best interest, but often it's in the best interest of the client as well, because you can better serve them through that process. Yeah, so, the, the most contrarian thing that we problem. found, uh, the most contrarian thing that we found about this whole process was when we started laying down uh, the rules of engagement. And by the way, an audition prospect call is a 15-minute phone call, so it saves you the 45 minutes of non-fit prospects and gives you so much more time in the day. That's sort of one of benefit number one around with it. But the second thing we found was that when we were jumping on the call with prospects. And um, we have a sales team that does this, by the way. What we find is that just by saying to them, hey, look, all we're going to do on this call is figure out if there's something for us to work on. If there is, we'll book a second session to talk about how. Uh, and if there isn't, I want to refer you to somebody in my network who can help. And there's no difficult decisions to be made on this call today. There's nothing to buy. Immediately, the guard that prospects have go down. They feel mm -hmm. like they're being taken care of in the process by a professional. And that's all we're doing um, to change the way, the frame of interaction in which prospects expect to have their buying process. Instead, what we're doing is we're showing them that we have a selling process that they fit into. And it, sometimes it's going to be a fit and sometimes it's not going to be a fit. But guess what? By the end of the 15 minutes, you will have known that if you're going to get that prospect enrolled into becoming a client, even if they don't. And that's where you get so much... Uh, call control over the process and confidence that comes away from it as well. 
Awesome. So that's number one audition prospect. So if you're listening, rank yourself from one to 10 and we'll move on to item number two under convert. Um, and what we're doing over here is really assessing how clear is the, the gaps that you can see from the problem that the client has and the payoff they're going to get, how compelling is it to them that your solution is the best way to, uh, to close that gap and get to that payoff with as little risk as possible. And are you give them, giving them options in your proposal? Typically, we like to do three different options, uh, you know, a low and a middle and a high. And both, uh, all three of those from an options perspective, give them a choice. And if you give somebody an op a choice between three things, it's not a yes, no decision anymore, uh, or a, you never heard from them anymore decision. And that's happened to, I'm sure, all of us where somebody goes to you. Instead, they're gonna go, you know what? Which of these options makes the most sense? And they're going to say option A, B, or C, not none of them make sense or all of them make sense. You're giving them a choice architecture to make great choices within. And all of the choices are something where uh, they can always win, but they can never lose. Do you want some free resources to help you measure and improve your profitability? If you do, then I want to tell you about our agency profitability toolkit, which you can grab absolutely free in the show notes or by heading to parakeeto.com forward slash toolkit. It's packed with training videos, cheat sheets, templates, and all kinds of other great resources to help you start measuring and improving the essential metrics that are going to drive better profitability in your business. And it's helped thousands of other agencies around the world do the same. So I want to encourage you to go and grab a copy of that. And if you'd rather get in the fast lane and just have our team of experts guide you through the process of measuring and improving your profitability, then I want to encourage you to apply for a consultation at parakeeto.com. And with that, I want to thank you again for tuning in. I hope you enjoy the episode and I'll let you get back to it. Awesome. All right. So on that, how good is your process for, um, you know, mastering proposals, engaging your clients in that proposal process? Uh, I love that one. And uh, different way to think about it as well. If you want to listen to Blair Ends, he was on episode 15 of the Agency Profit Podcast. Highly recommend you check out his content as well yeah. around this. Some great thought leadership there. So item number three under convert is close consistently. Tell us about that one. Yeah. So do you know what your close rates are right now? If you're listening, uh, most people don't, they, they, you know, they make it up. They're not really clear about what that close rate actually looks like. And you should be tracking this number really well, because this is a number that helps you understand how effective you are at turning a conversation with a prospect into a closed client. So think about that close rate. If your close rates are, you know, in the 20% range right now, you're probably in the red zone. Um, if your close rates are closer to the 60% rate, you're probably in the green zone right now. If there's some in, somewhere in between, you're probably yellow. Awesome. And just for some context for everyone trying to figure out where they stand on that, that close rate is based on what? Marketing qualified leads, sales qualified leads. When do you yeah. determine something um, into, or when do you qualify yeah. something into that calculation? Yeah, so we would think about it as the percentage or the number of prospects that are sales qualified leads that you actually engage with and develop a proposal for and the number of proposals that get sent out and actually close. So for example, if you've had 10 great conversations with a client or a prospect in the last month, then you're, and you've only closed two of those 10 um, after sending out eight proposals, you still end up having a 20% close rate. 
if that makes sense, right? By the time you get to a proposal, you should have an 80 to 90% probability of closing that, that particular prospect. Once you develop competency, you can even make it so that you never send a proposal unless you already know that they're gonna close. So one of the things that we do is say, it you know, we'll only send you a discussion document if it makes sense to do so. And we're fundamentally aligned in principle on the direction of you know both the, the, the terms, the investment, and the deliverables that we're gonna be talking about related to any kind of program, really. Awesome, so that is it for the convert section. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're following along and filling out the worksheet, add up your score, and we're gonna move on to the last section, which is deliver. So we have attract, convert, and now deliver. Walk us through the deliver score. Deliver's all about um, three things. One is being able to uh, work your team and then the problem and leverage your talent by delegating great work to them. The second is about productizing your IP so that there's a, a, a process that is yours. It's your methodology. It's uh, rooted, rooted in uh, facts and science as opposed to uh, words that sound great on in marketing but really fall apart in delivery. And then finally, a process for systemizing wins. And this is all about being able to, to reduce that volatility that you have with clients. So you know, some clients really winning and some, some not so much. And you wanna raise the bar. You wanna raise the bar so that all of your clients have a greater average degree of success working with you. And you only do that by training your team on things like uh, retention, referral, renewals, uh, and revenue expansion as well. So that's what we're gonna go through over here. Uh, does it make sense to jump into leverage talent first? Yeah, let's uh, let's cover leverage talent and uh, just demystify a little bit what that means. The question really is, how consistently, effectively, and successfully do you delegate client success outcomes to your team, elevating their performance and making you the owner wanted but not needed? If you're in the position today where you don't really, you could step away from the business for two to four weeks and the business would grow and there would be no client fires, you're in the green zone. Um, if you are in a place where you are a hub and spoke model, where you're having to tell your team everything that they need to do and then follow up with them to see if they actually did it, then you're probably in the red zone right now. Um, and so this is about putting in systems that stack on top of each other to help you get more done working on the business than being a pivotal part that's in the business. Awesome. Very clear. Moving on to productize IP. I'm really interested in this one. Yeah, this is all about taking your hive mind, that is the, the brain trust of everybody in your business, and getting them to create a structured and deliberate way of how you do things at your firm. And so the question is, how deliberate, structured, and compelling is your methodology for delivering client results? And does everyone in your agency know how to refer to this when marketing, selling, and delivering for clients? That second part is so important because a lot of firms may have a moniker, uh, you know, it's a three word thing like the growth scaling methodology or something like that. I'm, I'm completely making that up. So if that's your agency, I apologize. But if you have something like that and you only refer to it in your marketing and clients love it and they're coming on, um, they're incoming to clients to your team, but then the team never refers to it after then you, it's kind of for, it's a moot point, right? So you wanna make sure that you have the same terminology that you're coming up with, same process documents, the same visual cues uh, or archetypes popping up. One of the things that we do in our sales process is using uh, a mind map for what we created. It's called the predictable growth methodology. 
We use it in sales, we use it in marketing, and we use it in delivery as well for doing things like our quarterly uh, business review roadmaps, uh, our annual planning, uh, planning with clients as well. So the same person who a year ago started with us by reading a blog post continues to see the same methodology throughout their life cycle uh, working with the agency. And so you're agreeing if that's kind of your case. If you're, you're more red, if you have a bunch of ideas and they're all kind of stuck in your head and you, you have not sequenced them into a system about the way your agency uniquely approaches the problems you solve. Awesome. I, I love that one so much. And I think it's so core and it ties back, of course, to what we talked about at the very top of the page under attract, which is, you know, how, how well can you articulate what you do, why you do it and why you're better than everybody else at it. And having that transcend to the team and really become a core function of like how you operate, I think is super key. Um, so last, but certainly not least is systemizing wins. And this is something I think you do so well in your business. And uh, it's such a powerful thing that a lot of people don't really think about uh, in terms of like really displaying value to clients. I think this gets missed so much is like we think that clients are aware of the value we create for them. And often we forget the importance of actually making sure that they're aware of that. So talk a little bit about systemizing wins. Yeah. You know, one of my um, quick aside, one of my most popular tweets is, uh, I just randomly tweeted out one day that more agencies are fired for their lack of communicating the value that they create than their actual ability to create it in the first place. So I have no doubt that if you're listening to this, you have a good agency uh, delivering real results for clients. And often it's unfair, but you get fired as a result of not being able to communicate it. So what we want to do with Systemize Wins is really uh, raise the bar on every single client that you're working with in the agency. The question is how thoroughly clearly and effectively have you trained your team to be able to tap into a playbook of standard operating procedures to repeat successful outcome for every client that you work with. And so this is not about the superstars or the MVPs cream, you know, you don't want to trust your people as process. You have people, you have processes, and then you have clients that you apply the processes to. So, you know, there are a trifecta that end up working together uh, as a, an overall system. This is about, have you taken the ideas out of your head uh, about how to do something succinctly and strategically and sequence it in the right way? And have you built a, a means for being able to train your team and make, teach them how to fish essentially um, into a playbook that you can tap into time, you know, time and time again? Awesome. So with that, that concludes the deliver portion, which is the third and last kind of segment of this audit. So if you're listening, make sure your scores and add them up. And now, um, Dev, for those that are listening, what do they do now? What's the next step? Yeah. So what you do now is you, you've got your scores, get the averages for the attract, the convert and the deliver section, uh, and they get an average from all of them. So for example, if you're a, a six on attract, you're a, uh, an eight on convert and you're a four on delivery, add those all up divided by three. And that's your score. That's exactly where you're at right now. If you are in, um, call it, if you have like between 10 being best in market, one being worst, the difference between one and 10 is many millions of dollars. Like you could literally be looking at a five to $8 million annual recurring revenue range. If you're, you know, somewhere in the middle, for example, finding your next million dollars is just moving up two or three rungs in that ladder um, as you work through the way that you attract, convert and deliver. And so this is a quick self-assessment. I mean, on the next page, you'll see uh, what we call our million dollar agency model. And it just looks at, you can start coloring those um, red, yellow, and green parts in uh, because now, you know, you can look at it like a traffic light system. So if your uh, score on fill funnel because you're not generating enough leads is a yellow, just color yellow in over there. 
by the end of it, you'll have a, a model which you've colored in and you can start looking at the things that you actually need to build a, a million dollar agency. You also find that there's some outcomes. There's money, fun and freedom, which are, I think the, the main thing that all agency owners want. They want to help more people have more fun and make more money while doing it. Look at the areas that are the reddest and the yellowest. Those are the bottlenecks in the business that are holding you back from being able to scale and either find your first million or your next million dollars in the business. And so once you have that, you know, if you work on those um, uh, by yourself, whether it's from, you know, reading material online, uh, you'll be able to work through those. And over the course of time, you'll be able to work through making those, you know, from a, a red to a yellow and a yellow to a green. And you'll start seeing not, you know, a couple of things will happen. Your revenues will go up. You'll have happier clients. Your team's going to be happier. Retention rates will go up. And then finally, profitability will go up as well. And so um, that's what leads to that more money, fun and freedom. Amazing. So if you're listening, make sure you check out that last page and fill that model in. It's really, um, it's a cool way to visualize where the weak spots are in the agency, especially when you use this kind of color pattern. So I encourage you to fill that out. And finally, I want to talk about something that's super exciting um, for everyone, for for me, for Dev, hopefully for you that's listening at home. Um, full transparency here, you're going to start hearing ads for the first time inside of our podcast. And this is a milestone moment for us. We have our first ever sponsor, and you guessed it, that sponsor is Dev Basu. And part of what we're doing together here, it's, it's interesting because I never thought that we would have a sponsor on the show. It's not something I had ever considered until you know Dev reached out and said, hey, what would it look like for us to do this together? And one of the criteria that I had was, you know, like it would have to be something that I would want to invest in. It'd have to be something that adds a tremendous amount of value to our audience because like I'm not prepared to, you know, just sell our audience out to make a quick buck. And so we started having this conversation about what would this look like? How could we work together? And, you know, we came up with this concept of recording the episode and creating a special offer that's exclusive to this group. And what Dev has been kind enough to offer us is the opportunity to schedule 30 minutes to go through this assessment with him. And what I want everyone to understand is like, this is not just going to be a pure sales call. Like Dev is a person that I go to for advice. You know, I think I asked you for advice just a couple of weeks ago um, before we started having this conversation. There is a tremendous amount of value, if you haven't picked up on it already, of spending some time on the phone with dev and having a chance to go through this audit get some ideas learn from the experience um, and it'll also be an opportunity for you to learn more about whether or not working with dev in his coaching program is a fit so with all of that um, dev for those that are interested in getting on a call with you reviewing the audit getting more clarity on where the opportunities are in their business um, where can they go to check that out and take the next step and what should they know i appreciate that man and it'd be my honor to to help your audience figure out sort of wherever they're blocked in right now, you know, even whether whether it's us working together directly or not, just to be of value and help them figure out what their next step might be. Um, where we'll be hosting this is on milliondollaragency.coach uh, slash assessment, if you wanna just kind of skip the line and go straight to having a conversation. And then um, for the audit as well, Marcel, I'm sure you'll link up uh, that on, the, this, on your site, uh, but it'll also be available on milliondollaragency.coach slash audit. Awesome. So if you're listening and you're interested in checking out either the audit or you're interested in just connecting directly with Dev, scroll down. We'll have links in the show notes or, or you can just, you know, type in that URL in your browser. And what should people know, Dev, about you and um, what to expect when they get on this call with you? 
Yeah, so we're gonna look at a couple of different opportunities. First, we're gonna go you know, broad. Tell me more about what's been going on in your business, where your situation is at right now. Uh, then we're gonna go deep and kind of look at what kind of factors are holding you back. You'll know some of those based off the self-assessment. Uh, we might have a conversation about like, what are the root causes that are surrounding that? And then uh, we'll be having a chat about like what you should be working on next, either uh, fix it yourself, or if you wanna run a little faster and shorten your learning curve, what working together might look like in terms of options. Um, you know, we've got the main thing that I think I offer is to make the boat go faster and to shorten that learning curve. And the key thing is not content. There's plentiful content on the web. I think the key thing is access. And that's, that's the way that I work one-on-one uh, -on -one with my clients. Um, one of the, the coolest things about it is also an accountability practice. So every Friday I'll, I'll send out emails, uh, just kind of looking at, you know, what are, uh, you know, what are you planning for the, the week coming up? Uh, what were your, what are your wins for this week? And is there something that you want to share with me? And so if you want an accountability partner, that might be fun to talk about. And, uh, the second thing actually, along with it is access. So, um, one of the unique features of this coaching practice that I've, uh, evolved and started, uh, started in 2018 and now it's really in force is just, um, 24 seven access to me. So if you use something called Voxer, if you heard of that before, all you need to do is just shoot me a Voxer message with whatever you're working on right now. And, uh, over the last two weeks I've helped, uh, one of my clients secure two $10,000 a month contracts. So he's added 240K to his business. It's unique how that conversation kind of evolves. I never know what message will come in, but it's just fun to be able to you know, get back to people really quickly and help them in the moment. So it's a just-in-time system as opposed to a, a just-in-case, like go watch these videos or hop on a, a weekly call for the sake of hopping on a call. Amazing. So if you're listening and you're interested in connecting with Dev, you think you could benefit from even just getting on and getting some more clarity on where the opportunities are for you, I highly, highly encourage you to go down and take advantage of this. Dev is a person that uh, is in high demand. I know that, you know, from our connection inside of SAS Academy, you know, there's a lot of people that want to get on a call with you. That 30 minutes really does have true value. And, uh, you know, Dev, I, I know from my experience with you, you're the kind of person that serves instead of just selling. And so I, I promise you if you spend that 30 minutes with dev you will walk away with something of value something actionable regardless of whether or not it ends up being a fit so um, please do take advantage of this opportunity and check out that link and, and with that dev uh, any final words of advice for everyone as we bring the show to a close no man let's just build some better agencies that are helping more people having more fun and, and more, making more money as a result Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. And for everyone that's listening, thank you for tuning in. Leave us a comment where you're listening to this and let us know what you took away. And with that, Dev, thank you so much for your time today, man. It's great to see you yeah, again. Thanks for having me, bro. That is a wrap. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you've ever found yourself thinking, man, I get so much value from this podcast. I wish there was something I could do to return the favor. Well, today's your lucky day because you can leave us a review wherever you're listening to this. And it is incredibly helpful. Of course, if you haven't grabbed a free copy of the Agency Profit Toolkit, go and get that. It's got tons of free resources to help you improve your profitability. If you're looking to get in the fast lane and get help from experts to improve your profitability and measure your most important metrics, then apply for a consultation at parakeeta.com. We'd love to chat with you and figure out how we can help. With all of that, thank you so much for being a listener and we will see you on the next episode.